Welcome back, Sons of Swoop, episode number five. And if you are listening, you just heard our new intro music. Thank you to our buddy, Red, who made that all on his own. So thank you, Red. Great job, Red. All right, uh, Jeff, we are 4-0. and Again, four episodes and four wins for the Eagles. I guess we are, you know, very lucky for the Eagles. We're the lucky charm right now. But what a crazy game. Had us on the edge of our seats at the beginning, but uh, another win. They win no matter what, it seems like. So, Jeff, you want to start us off with your thoughts, your overall thoughts on the game. Yeah, what a game it was. Uh, Only undefeated team left after week four, Joe. This is crazy stuff. And I have to say, down 14-0 early, this team battled back from behind. Most impressive win of the season. Overcame adversity, and I have to say, Doug, Doug P's return lived up to the hype. What a fun game it was. Yeah, um, really, I mean, my thoughts on the game, you have distractions, right? Doug Peterson's return, and he's a coach that was beloved by a lot of the players still on the team. Uh, you have a literal hurricane you're playing through. <laughs> yeah. You have a bunch of injuries, and you essentially open up the game in the worst way possible, a pick six, and then we go down 14 nothing. But it doesn't matter. This team's focused. You never saw anybody pouting. You never saw bad body language. In fact, they really came right back and got the lead within the next 11 minutes. It happened pretty quickly. Um, the great teams, the teams that win the Super Bowl, um, they typically don't get blown out. I mean, we were up 14 nothing. This game could have went south really fast. But it just shows you that we're brewing something special here in Philly. It, it feels special. And again, I got to give credit to the coach and the quarterback. Again, it would be very easy to hang your heads 14 nothing in the first quarter in a game that the the elements were against you, a game where the Jaguars had a lot of momentum coming into it. You know they wanted to win it for Doug and I mean it just didn't matter to them. They they were focused. They were ready to come back. The leadership on the team, the intangibles on the team um, you could really see it through this game. And to be 4-0, you know, I hear people on Twitter saying they haven't played anybody, but I love when people say that. That means they're jealous well, of see, us. See, that's what they were saying before this week, um, and everyone was saying how good the Jags were, and I think the Jags are a really good team. I think they're a potential playoff team, but now after we beat them, the Jags, I think, sit at 2-2 two and two now, and everyone's like, oh, well, the Eagles still haven't played anyone, which, you know, let them talk their talk. Uh, we can only play who's on our schedule, and... We're playing great right now. Yeah, they said the same thing the Super Bowl year, and here's the thing. I don't care. This team's playing great. Every team in the NFL has a chance to win any Sunday, and they've won in a lot of different ways in a lot of different types of games. And it seems like they're focused and they're ready to go. I mean, this team, they seem like they are ready and they are primed to win. So it was great to see, but... We're going to start out like we usually do. We're going to analyze the defense first. So, Jeff, your your thoughts on Jonathan Gannon's defense in this hurricane game. Oh, my God. Jonathan Gannon, we have – I mean, I think we tweeted this out. We have to publicly apologize for, you know, our thoughts on Jonathan Gannon coming into the season because he has been nothing but fantastic since week two. From week two till now, Jonathan Gannon has called an incredible game. Um He's, he's bringing pressure. We were in Trevor Lawrence's face all day. I think he had four fumbles. We made him throw an interception. I mean, this defense came ready to play. Yeah, and, and I will also apologize to Gannon. We did it last week, 
but now it's three weeks in a row. The defense is on fire. They're well coached, um, and the players are playing great. I'm going to also give a shout out to Howie. And both of us, if you listen to the first episode, you know, we were big fans of what Howie did this offseason. Uh, there's a lot of Howie haters out there. They're really quiet right now. But, I mean, Hassan Reddick, James Bradbury, oh, Kaiser White. We won't even talk about the offense yet. But those three on the defense, I mean, it is feeling a little bit like that 2017 season where we brought in a bunch of free agents and just everybody played well. Don't forget Gardner Johnson either. Yeah, Gardner Johnson as well you bring in. Um, Howie Roseman had a great offseason, but Gannon's he's, he's turned it around. I mean, we're not playing 20 yards off receivers anymore. He's bringing some pressure. He's been more creative. Um, and you know what? This is a little bit of a theme. I typically hate our defensive coordinators. I, I hated Sean McDermott. Well, I was way wrong on him. He's a great head coach. I hated Jim, Jim Schwartz. He helped win a Super Bowl. So maybe me hating a coordinator is not a bad thing because it ends up being okay. You never hated Jim Johnson, though, right? No, I never hated Jim Johnson. Uh, Juan Castillo, <laughs> he was my favorite. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, Gannon, you can see why he was getting those head coaching phone calls now all of a sudden. He is living up to it. But uh, So let's break down the actual game, though. I mean, it's going to be a tough game for the defense. I mean, Doug Peterson is a great head coach. He's a Super Bowl winning head coach. And he came out calling a really good game. I thought he was actually out coaching Sirianni to start. He was. Um, the Jaguars' offense looked smooth. Trevor Lawrence was grooving. Um, and then, you know, um, in time, Gannon got it together and just put the pressure on Lawrence and made a young quarterback make mistakes. And, um, I mean, let's start with, like, the front seven. Yeah. Hassan Reddick was phenomenal. He had two strip sacks. Uh, recovered one. I mean, how often do you see that? He was just everywhere. He also recovered the other, the the botched snap. So he had two fumble recoveries and two forced fumbles. And he's another guy. I think I think everybody's listening to our podcast because we criticized him a little bit the first couple of weeks. We, we criticized him week one, fairly, especially. But yeah. yeah, well, it was also a little bit again. It had him in coverage. So yes, it was it was kind of strange. But he has really. I mean, you see why. We signed him. You can see why the last two seasons he's been a double-digit sack guy. He's fast. He is, he's he got a nose for the ball. But not only Redick, I think the entire defensive line, they're playing off each other. They are. They're all playing great. Um, they did not play well the first game. Since then, I mean, I think Fletcher Cox has been playing well. Hargrave has really come on. Hargrave had an excellent and, game. I thought yeah. that was the best game he played all year. Yeah, I, I thought he was great. And I think Josh Sweat... Uh, I don't know if he's a superstar defensive end. It's hard to do, but he's playing really well. I, I've been really impressed with Josh Sweat the last couple of games. I mean, it's hard to criticize, and let's not forget Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham had another <laughs> very good game. got five guys. <laughs> ton of guys on that defensive line. Um, you know, I didn't really see too much of Jordan Davis. He um, he had one great tackle. He he blew by the center and just gobbled up <laughs> their running back. I mean, he's not playing a ton because we had – as we just said, we got we so a, we got so much depth. But I I saw a little bit from him uh, the other day, and you know we saw him against the Commanders. I think this guy is going to be special, but he's just got to wait his turn. Yeah, I mean typically you want your first round pick starting um, is usually a good sign. But the, it's kind of weird with this team because our defensive line is just so stacked that you know you kind of excuse. And I'm not going to say he should be playing more because the defense is balling out and Jonathan Gannon clearly knows what he's doing so you know I'm fine with it for right now plus his role 
you know, you might not see it. You might not see it because he's taken up two blockers. He's freeing it up for other defensive linemen, which is clearly working. So I think he's doing his role. Really, none of the rookies. Not one rookie is really making a huge impact, but it's not a bad thing. They can't make an impact because all of our other players are playing. So, with talent. So which brings us to the linebackers. We were all hyped for Nicobe Dean, but how are you going to take TJ Edwards or Kaiser White off the field? Uh, TJ Edwards right now, I'm going to say it. If he keeps playing like this, he's knocking on the Pro Bowl door. That's how well he is playing right now, in my opinion. He really is. We have been on the TJ train for a while now. I mean, we criticized him a lot in previous last year, I think. But he's been excellent this year. He's our most sure tackler on the team right now. He just makes all the right plays. And he's not, you know, the fastest guy or the strongest guy. But he just has such a great sense of the game. He knows where to be. And he knows how to tackle. And he just does all the little things, the fundamentals. And it's just... Philly really appreciates stuff like that. So the play that I want to talk about during this game was his sack, the sack he got on Trevor Lawrence. We've seen Doug Peterson run that play how many times in Philadelphia where the quarterback rolls right, you have a linebacker on a receiver, and the linebacker's got to make a decision. Do I go after the quarterback and leave the receiver open, or do I stay with the receiver and let up the first down with a quarterback run? And it works nine times out of ten. I've never seen a linebacker just close out on Trevor Lawrence or on the quarterback as quick as Edwards did. That was an awesome play on a a really high percentage play for the offense. So Edwards, not only that, just making great tackles. I thought Kaiser White played well. Um, We were making it really tough on Trevor Lawrence, and we'll talk about Lawrence in a second. But But, uh, let's talk about the run game, too, because I was a little nervous um, at the start of this game. I wasn't sure... You know, we did a really, really good job against Minnesota and Washington stopping the run, but, you know, Detroit kind of ran all over us, so I thought this would be a good test, even though Jacksonville's not really the best, uh, you know, run team in the NFL. Um, but, you know, with the conditions, you know, they were going to get, yeah. you know, they, they can get yards here and there, and they started out the, they started the game running very well on us, but then, you know, by the second quarter, um, you know, the guys up front were kind of just swallowing yeah. every time Jacksonville tried to run on us. I'll say the, um, after the first quarter, the Jacksonville offense really didn't do anything. They had one more drive at the end of the game. And I'll say the one drive at the end of the game where they scored a touchdown, which put the game in a little bit of jeopardy, I thought that was like probably the worst defensive drive this defense has had in three games. In three games. Um, they let them go right down the field. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about the secondary in a second. It was a miscommunication play. Uh, Josiah Scott... I'm pretty sure it was Josiah Scott who was taken over for, for Maddox. Messed up. They went right down the field. And then they scored a touchdown right away, eating up no time. There was like seven minutes left. Again, at the end of the game, if they want to kill the clock, drain the clock, and if they let up a score whatever, if there's like three minutes left. But they went down and scored right away. Other than that, I thought the defense played really well today. Yeah, they, they played well from top to bottom. I mean, let's talk about the secondary now. I think all week we heard that Christian Kirk was this, you know, great receiver that yeah. was going to light up the Eagles, and we thought that him and Maddox would be a really good matchup, but then it turns out Maddox was injured and didn't get to play. But nevertheless, we still shut down Christian Kirk. Yeah, and this is now becoming a theme. You know, number one wide receivers are doing nothing against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, if you go back to Justin Jefferson, got totally shut down. If you go to Terry McLaurin, it looks like he had a good game on paper. We time. shut him down. Uh, and then again, Christian Kirk coming into this game is one of the best receivers in the league statistically. We shut him down with a backup. 
Uh, now, again, we highlighted last week Avante Maddox would be kind of the, the highlighted defensive player of the game because Trevor Lawrence loves going to his slot receivers. Now, he did do that this game, but he didn't go to Kirk. He went to Jamal Agnew, who killed us in the first He killed us. Part of that, though, Maddox got hurt. Then you have Josiah Scott in. Now, what I saw wasn't necessarily a bad player, but a guy that wasn't really prepared. Not his fault. You know, Maddox got hurt late in the week. And he had a couple miscommunications where he just did not cover his guy. And uh, Jamal Agnew, who I'll be honest, I never really heard of before this game. He had a great, he had the game of his life. Uh, He had the game of his life, for sure. Some people tend to do that against the Eagles. He's nobody's, you know. But Christian Kirk, totally shut shut down. Uh, That was unbelievable. Um, Darius Slay got injured. Yeah, so again, you have Maddox Hurt, you have Darius Slay, who's possibly your best player on defense, the way he's been playing out. And Jonathan Gannon, the defense, they figure out a way to confuse Trevor Lawrence. I want to talk about him in a second, specifically. But they really had nothing going for him after the first quarter. The only thing I will say, we should have been down 21-0. Trevor Lawrence missed a touchdown pass wide open. I think that was another Josiah Scott or it might have been Zach McPherson just got blown right by and Trevor Lawrence just overthrew you know, I think it was Agnew. Wide open. Yeah. Wide open. <laughs> could have been down 21 nothing. That could be the game. So there was a little bit of luck involved with the defense. Also and I'll talk a little bit about the luck. I mean Trevor Lawrence fumbled just on his own <laughs> untouched like two or three times. Um I mean, that stuff's going to yeah. happen when, when it's a monsoon. It was a hurricane. Yeah, it was the conditions. Drops. Horrible. Drops. Bad throws. But let's talk about Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and we'll get into what Jalen Hurts did. But if you look at the stat lines, it doesn't look like Jalen Hurts had a great game. But guess what? His composure in horrendous conditions uh, and off to a horrible start, his composure for the rest of the game, I think, and we'll talk about him in a second, but I think that really won us the game. Where you look at Trevor Lawrence. Mistake look, after mistake. Mistake after mistake. Jalen Hurts has only been in the league one year longer than Lawrence. He looked like a seasoned veteran in the face of adversity. And Trevor Lawrence looked like a rookie. He looked like, I mean, huge mistakes. Missed passes, fumbles that nobody else caused. Uh, I thought Trevor Lawrence, and I get the conditions were bad. But he was the number one overall pick. A guy people were saying is like the next Peyton Manning. And, and I know he played well earlier in the, in the season, but he looked bad to me. He did. I mean, he looked bad. Like, he did not look good. He did not have a good game. Um, I still, you know, with that said, I still think he's a very good quarterback um, and one of the better younger quarterbacks in the NFL right now. But that's what this Eagles defense does to teams. We're making every quarterback look bad. I mean, I, that's just a sign of a really, really good defense. Well, it brings me to, again, Jalen Hurts, and we'll break down his game. But if you look at the first four games, there are four wins and there are four games that Jalen Hurts outdueled his opposing quarterback, in my opinion. Oh, sure. Definitely. And, and yes, the defense is playing great. I don't want to put it all on Hurts, uh, but that's obviously a huge part of why they're 4-0. and uh, But Trevor Lawrence, I felt, looked terrible. Uh, Doug Peterson got off to a great start, but again, the rest of the game, you can see the Eagles are just much more talented than the Jaguars. I mean, it's great to see. It's exciting to see. And you see a team that's having fun. I mean, it, it reminds you of that special 2017 season where guys are dancing and celebrating 
And really, it's like a family. So I love to see it. Yeah, I mean, this team is having a lot of fun, and it's it's awesome to watch as a fan. I just want to talk about um, Bradbury real yes. quick. Yeah. Um, when Slay went down, you know, a lot of pressure um, on Bradbury. You know, he's not getting as much help with the safeties. You know, he's kind of by himself, and he made what I think was one of the greatest interceptions. It was ever great. Seen. It was a phenomenal interception. He's on uh, the, the left sideline um, with that receiver. It was Kirk. It was Kirk. It was Kirk. Yeah. And he he sees the, the slot receiver down the middle, and he comes in and just completely reads Lawrence and picks off. It was such a high IQ play. Yeah. Just like the awareness, the intelligence there. It was awesome. Well, when I initially watched that play and I saw it unfolding, I said, they're scoring a touchdown here. And that, that could have led him right back oh, into yeah, the game. It was earlier in, it was pretty early in the game. That was a beautiful interception. That beautiful I don't want to say, I don't want to say necessarily game saving, but if he doesn't make that play, it's a touchdown. I mean, nobody else was near Christian Kirk. I mean, that was just that kind of in my opinion sealed the game. And that was beautiful to see. Jeff, we got two number one cornerbacks we do. in my opinion. We have two shutdown what corners. the heck is going on in Philadelphia? <laughs> we've never had one shutdown corner. We, we just have two. We just talked about how good our linebackers are playing. And now we're talking about how well our cornerbacks are playing. Um, it, it's a great thing to see. Again, they have really, in my opinion, one terrible drive, and that was it. But three weeks in a row. Uh, against teams that, listen, I feel like the NFL is totally stacked towards the offense through the rules, penalties, everything is in the offense's favor. Our our defense, you know, lots of weapons. We're shutting down Kirk Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. Uh, we're shutting down, you know, Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick, talented guy. Yeah, I mean, we're playing pretty good quarterbacks, and we're making them look like losers. Um, yeah, we're making them look yeah, we're getting to the quarterback now. We're stopping the run, and there's really not too many miscues on this defense. I mean, they're going to no. happen every game, no matter how great your defense sure. is. They're going to be mistakes, but this team really seems um, to minimize those mistakes, and you're seeing it really pay off. Yeah, but the the so the last thing I'll say, if you go back to last year, a huge problem with this defense, they couldn't get sacks, and they couldn't get turnovers. And this year, it's the exact opposite. I mean, it's turnovers in bunches every game, and we're getting to the quarterback. So... Gannon has to keep it up. I don't really have any doubt. The only thing about injuries I'll say before we move on to the offense, looks like Slay's okay. I don't know. You know, this is the one thing. I feel like the NFL does such a bad job of letting the fans know about injuries. I feel like they used to be a lot better. Now it's Slay's out for the game. And he played the first three snaps. Mm -hmm. You don't get to see uh, a replay of when he got injured. You don't hear what's injured. You just heard his forearm well, his forearm, is it broken? Like, what what injury could you have to a forearm that wouldn't be incredibly serious, but he's out the whole game? Like, I have no idea what happened. After the game, he said he was fine. Yeah. What, what is going on with that? No idea. Um, I saw today he's, you know, questionable for this Sunday. I don't know what that yeah. means. Um, we'll see. I hope he's back. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, but... Maddox, I feel like, probably will be out another week because it's an ankle injury. Like, that makes more sense than a forearm injury. I, I don't understand the forearm injury, but I'm going to assume Maddox will be out another game. He might come back. That would be huge because he's been playing great. Uh, but at least Josiah Scott, if he has to this week, will get a full week of practice in sure. instead of just, I think he only got Friday in. And, and I thought he played well other than the, you know, mistakes. It wasn't like he was getting cooked. He just made mistakes because he, you know, wasn't practicing with with the starters. So hopefully those guys are back. I think everybody else on defense was healthy though, right? 
Yeah, I can't think of anyone else that uh, went down defense. I'm now turning to the offense. Turning to the offense. There yeah. was. Um, well, you know, let's before we get to the offensive line, let's talk about Hurts. Okay. Um, statistically, he didn't have his best game of the season. But, like, how could you? He was playing in a monsoon. The weather conditions weren't ideal for throwing the football. But I think, you know, even with that, he still played really well. And like you said in the beginning, he, like, kept his composure the entire time. And I think the team really fed off of that. Oh, yeah, you could definitely lose your team. If, if We've seen it before, not just with the Eagles, but with any team. You go down early, people are yelling at each other on the sidelines, people are frowning, people are moping. I mean, we've had, and I don't want to put down McNabb, because I, I am a McNabb fan, but McNabb was a little sensitive, and you know, we would see it all the time. He would throw an interception, you'd see him laughing about it, which that always kind of irked me, or you know, Carson Wentz, you'd always see him moping after an interception or a fumble. Uh, Jalen Hurts, man... Jalen Hurts is like, he could throw a 100-yard touchdown or throw a pick six, and he is the same person. And I love that. This guy is built for the NFL. He's built for Philly. This guy is built for Philly. It's time that we embrace this guy. He's our quarterback. We've been asking for a guy like this forever. And, And again, I don't want to put McNabb down. I'm actually, you know... I, We're both big McNabb. McNabb guys. gets slandered. So he gets slandered a lot in in Philly. Um, he was the best quarterback in Eagles history. But let's be honest, he was he was very sensitive. Hertz sure. is the opposite. He is he's the man. And by the way, if we're talking about stats. Okay, he had a passing touchdown to AJ Brown. Yeah, and which was taken back by Absolutely. a penalty. Yeah, uh, and he had a touchdown to Dallas Goddard that he dropped. So okay, you add those two plays. That's two touchdowns in a monsoon. And you saw the other team. Again, compare the quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence looked like a little boy playing against men. Okay? I mean, fumbles, terrible throws. You, you saw Jacksonville dropping passes left and right. I mean, listen, it was a terrible, terrible day to be a quarterback. The winds were like 35 miles per hour training. You know, we saw we had a few drops. Um, and I saw people on Twitter saying, oh, look at the stats. Watch the watch the freaking game. Yeah, we've been saying it's football. You got to watch the game, and it was clear Hertz clearly outplayed Lawrence. Out, clearly, clearly outplayed Lawrence had you know four or five turnovers. Hertz had the one. He had the one early, um, the first drive of the game. And it was I, an ill-advised can, pass. Yeah, can I talk about that? Yeah, yeah. So ill-advised pass, bad decision, bad pass. But it pops up right to the I guess the, yeah, sa- yeah, the safety. It wasn't the worst throw in the world. It was a bad. Dis- it was. It was a tight window. He, he really wasn't open. And in those conditions, he probably shouldn't make that throw. Yeah, it was a bad decision. Uh, it shouldn't have been a pick six, though. No, um, it shouldn't have been a pick six. Yeah, I, we were watching the game, not together, but I texted you, and it, I said, did it look like A.J. Brown could have could have tackled him? Totally. It, it kind of looked like he slowed up. And I was, you know, I thought that was kind of strange because, you know, since A.J. Brown's been here, he just doesn't seem like that kind of a player. He seems like a team player. He seems like he's invested in winning. Um, and he's, he's not like that drama queen like Terrell Owens was. Um, but afterwards, he went on Twitter and he said he apologized for it and said he was trying to, what, uh, f- cause a fumble instead yeah. of making the short tackle? The, like, yeah, the, the explanation did not make sense to me because uh, it didn't even look like he went to hit the ball. Like, again, if he dove and went for the ball, I would see it, but it looked like he just didn't tackle him. But you know what? Uh, in, he owned in, up to it. In the you know, NFL, like, where the biggest drama queens are the wide receivers— and we're coming off a win. He didn't have to say anything. Most people would probably forget about it because we won. But right after the game, he did own up to it. And that shows you again, there's no there's no drama queens on this team. Again, you go back to 2004, great leadership. But, you know, McNabb and T.O., their little, you know, their battles 
kind of destroyed that team a little bit. Uh, and then obviously Tio left. Nobody's like that on this team. This team is filled with leaders, no drama queens. Laser focused. Laser, laser focused. That is my expression. I love laser focused. Um, but again, even that interception, I think it was a, it was his worst pass of, of the season. But the fact that it popped up right to the safety. Yeah. I mean, it could have went anywhere. It could have been knocked down. It pops up yeah. right into his hands. If it wasn't pouring rain out, you know, I don't think that ball pops up for a pick six. No. So, I, you know, I, other than that, I think Hart's played very, very well given the conditions. Well, and his t- his touchdown runs uh, are just, they're season savings, some, or game savings, some of them. Like, we needed a touchdown there. We did. And he, I've never seen a quarterback be able to find his way to the end zone, no matter what, like Jalen Hurts. And listen, it's football. Players are going to take big hits. And Hurts is picking and choosing when he takes those big hits. I got no problem with that. He's got to score a touchdown there, or we we might lose that game. We were down 14 nothing. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I've actually never seen a runner like Jalen Hurts at the quarterback position, no. at least. Uh, he's he's so agile, so he can kind of, you know, uh, juke a guy out of his shoes. He also is just, like you said, just so great at just not taking the hits. And then when he has to at the goal line, he can he can he's run strong. over some guys. He, he is strong. so strong. He, I mean, he makes those linebackers, you know, he pushes them a few yards back. So, um, you know, Jalen Hurts as a runner, just absolutely incredible. We're really witnessing something special. Yeah, I, I mean, this is kind of what we've been asking for. He just, he he fits right into Philadelphia. Um, all right, anything else on the offense you want to talk about? Yeah, a lot of lot to talk yeah. about the offense. Um, you know, AJ Brown. You know, we just kind of um, you know ragged on him a little bit, but he had a great game. Great he, game. He had close to a hundred yards and um, in those conditions. You know, he caught every ball that was thrown to him. Um, Goddard also had a really good game. I know he had that drop that could have been a touchdown but you know he had like 70 yards and he was playing great i love those tight end screens sirianni, i love them sirianni calls them at the perfect time and the defense just seems to never be ready for it and well not only are they not ready what are you gonna do to stop it you have jason kelsey you have landon dickerson when he's healthy you got jordan mylotta you got athletic strong blockers and then how are you going to tackle Dallas Goddard? I mean, the guy's a beast, so that is a great play. I think Tony Gonzalez said Goddard's the best tight end in the NFL right now. And, well, you know, that's Tony Gonzalez saying it. He knows the, a thing or two about tight ends. The, and I love Tony Gonzalez. The The only thing he's got to do is stop with the drops. He's got too many. Sure. There was a lot of drops yesterday because of the conditions. Yeah, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to be honest. This is – I don't want to be a homer. I'm going to criticize him. He, he's got to catch that. I, I know it's raining – that wasn't a rain drop. That was a concentration drop. It was right in his hands. It was an easy catch. We saw catch. that a few times Should, last year. And, well, more than a few times. And, and it should have been a touchdown. That is his one flaw as a player. Um, he should have caught it. And it would have been a touchdown. Um, so that's the one thing he's got to clean up. And we had to settle for a field goal there. Um, all right. What do you want to talk about next? Offensive line yeah. or running backs? Uh, well, well, we didn't really try to go hand yeah. in hand. I yeah. mean, the offensive line and Miles Sanders was really the story of the offense. Yeah. Um, you know, I heard a lot of people on Twitter beforehand saying, you know, these conditions. You know, I think the I think that's kind of neutralized the Eagles' offense. And I was just thinking, well, we have the best offensive line in football. Um, I think this team's kind of made for these sloppy type games like this, where we can just blow up their defensive line and just have Sanders find those holes. And um, I mean. He had the game of his life yesterday. He had 134 yards, averaging over like 
five and a half yards a pop, and he had a touchdown. He was he was great. Yeah, uh, and Jeff, you, you really called it, and I heard people saying that too because the Jaguars had the best run defense. I mean, we're three games in. We know the Jaguars are not that talented. Uh, yes, they've been playing really well, but you're exactly right. We are built for this kind of weather. Not only that, yeah, you have a dominant offensive line, so I guess we'll just talk about him now. You got Mylotta goes down, and then later Sam Al goes down. In the run game, it does not matter. They dominated. Our backups could be starters on those teams. Yeah, oh, this, this offensive yeah. line is ridiculous. It, it is, and by the way, again, credit to Howie Roseman. Mylotta, you have Dickerson, you have Kelsey. You have Sam Al, you have Johnson, all drafted by the Eagles. Oh, wait, I'm not done. You have Dillard, you have Driscoll, and you have Jurgens, all drafted. That is unbelievable. It is. That is ridiculous. And even Suo Peta, undrafted free agent. So really ridiculous game by them. Just, I mean, they played great. But another point, in the rain, Miles Sanders should be the perfect running back. Because he's kind of hard to tackle anyway. He's already slippery as is. Yeah, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, when you're soaking wet, he's not going to be easy to tackle. And he had his best game ever, in my opinion. 27 carries. All I've heard about Miles Sanders Sanders this offseason, he can only get 15 carries per game. 15-16. The dude had 27. He kicked butt today. He had two touchdowns. Uh, Miles Sanders was great. I hope he just doesn't turn back. He's third in the league in, in rushing yards. He's got a chance to have a really special season. Why not him? Why not? I mean, we know he has the talent. He's just had injuries in the past. And, um, you know, sometimes he doesn't get that many carries because we tend to have a, a platoon-style run sure. game where we have, you know, Boston Scott, um, who was out yesterday, and Sanders, you know, Picked up all that slack. Um, he, he didn't look tired to me. And Sanders ran tough. He ran in between the tackles. His first touchdown run looked like Jalen Hurts, like just barreling through guys. Unbelievable. By the way, there is one thing I want to point out. Boston Scott was hurt. You brought it up. Our fourth stringer, Trace Sermon, who we picked up from San Francisco, second round pick last year, he had a 15 yard run. Oh, yes, he had a nice run. He looked good. <laughs> Yeah. He looked good. He's a bigger back. Yeah, he was. He looked so tall out there. I was like, who? Who is this guy? And he, he has a lot of nice runs. I mean, gotta give a ton of credit to the offensive line. They're making these enormous holes left and right, making it easy for the running backs. But Sanders, you know, you have to find the holes too. But you but have to know when to hit them. The defense also has to account for Jalen Hurts. So it's like they don't. We do that RPO where nobody knows who has the ball, so they can't just sell out on the running back. Especially in the rain. It, it just worked beautifully. And Hurts didn't have a ton of rushing yards, but he had a rushing touchdown. Sanders had two rushing touchdowns. Gainwell had a rushing touchdown. This team, well, what are you going to do? If you're an opposing defense, what are you going to do? You, you can't really stop the run, but if you sell out, we got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Worst comes to worst, Jalen Hurts is going to run the ball, and he's going to pick up first downs. How do you stop this team? It's hard. We can stop ourselves, but we haven't so far, except with the pick six. How do you stop this team? We're loaded with talent, and you know we're in week four now, and all of our wins, you know, have been a little different. We've They've shown, all been different. We've shown we can win in different ways, and you know the teams that can adapt, you know, because every matchup is different. You know, some teams have great pass rushes. Some teams are really good at stopping the run. Some teams are great at stopping the pass. And we've shown we can win. All no matter what. Days, no matter what. No that's matter what. sign of a great team. Oh, and, and that's what I got to give a shout out to, Nick Sirianni. Yeah, let's talk about coaching now. I, I mean, um, 
he's a, he's guy, a winner. He he's a guy that I mean, he came in last year and he took a team again. I, I said this in the first episode. Most people, Eagles fans included, thought the Eagles were gonna be a bottom four team, maybe, maybe a four-win team. He gets to nine wins. I don't care who the heck they were playing. He gets to nine wins and gets to the playoffs. And this year, you can see he's a really good coach. Not only is the team ready to play, but the offense looks great. And he is, in all my years watching the Eagles, I think this is the most adaptable coaching staff that I've seen. I mean, we've seen Chip Kelly, who just stuck to whatever his offense was, no matter what. Doug, um, at the end, was not very creative. Obviously, the 2017 year he was. Uh, This coaching staff, I mean, again, it, it doesn't matter. They can adapt no matter what. And... Let's talk about how they adapt in-game. This team has been amazing. The best team in the league in the second quarter. Yes. Unreal. And uh, they, they score in every game. They have scored at the end of the second quarter. Going into ha- every time. It's huge. And usually, you know, we're getting the ball to start the half, uh, the second half, too. So that's that's killer when you can do that. Um, yeah, Sirianni's just been great. Um, and and St- obviously, Steichen's the one calling the play. But they're working together. Both of them have been Fantastic. Um, were there any in-game question marks you had with the coaching? Because I had a couple decisions that I didn't love. Um, I think for the most part, they, they called a great game. Um, I think, you know, the entire season, we've been a really balanced team. That's not what you always see with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, you know, sometimes, yep. sometimes we're throwing 80% of, the, 80% of the time. But we're really keeping a nice 50-50 balance, keeping the defense on their toes. And um, it's, tough to, it's tough to, you know, complain about the way the coaching staff um, was yesterday. What do, you, what, do you have, what do you have to say there, Joe? Well, I think some of it may have had to do with Elliott being potentially hurt, but um, but that was kind of my problem when they took the penalty instead of the field goal. Now, normally, okay. when they took points off the board, now, normally, I love an aggressive coach, and I don't mind it. However, in this game, where it was rainy, it was windy, there was drops all around, there was... A total of, what, five turnovers? Um, I just thought taking points off the board to get to the 15, it wasn't like you were going to the five-yard line. I thought that was so risky, especially with Elliott being hurt. He already missed an extra point. I thought you're taking points off the board. You have, there's not much that can go well. I mean, sure, you can maybe get a touchdown, but you're 12 yards away still. I didn't love that decision. Obviously, it didn't end up hurting them. But at the time, I was like, what are you doing? No, I do remember that now. And we were texting during that because normally, you know, I think me and you both, especially when you're in the red zone, we tend to, you know, be more aggressive. Like, we're fine with it going on. I love it, actually. Just not in this situation. In this game where the conditions were crazy and anything could happen, like, you could get that first down and then turn the ball over. Yeah. It was was that kind of game. Somebody drops it. Yeah, another three points wasn't guaranteed there. So, um, you know, the the field goal puts you up two scores. That was my problem. We we missed the extra point before, so we were only up six. Yeah. So So if if you turn the ball over there, that would have been a huge problem. We could have lost the game. Yeah. I just thought it was – and listen, I love an aggressive coach. He believes in his guys. He believes in his kicker even after he got hurt. I just, um, I thought it was an unnecessary risk, but that was probably my, you know, the other time he went for it on fourth down at the end of the game, I thought it was because Elliott wasn't up for it, and I, I didn't have a problem with it. 
Yeah. So um, even though we didn't get it. Yeah, I mean Sirianni's four zero, and uh, I think he's clearly the front runner to we win talk- NFL Coach of the Year right now. He, oh yeah. We still have a long way to go. A long but, way to go. Um, you know, great job. But we do have to talk about one more thing. The other, the third phase of the game, We're special team. Do we have to? <laughs> this <laughs> is like- the only weak spot on our team right now. We don't have a punt returner. We don't have a punter. Um, Elliot's great. He was just, you know, he missed that extra point. I well, mean, hopefully he he's okay. Ball, he yeah. ball hook oh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't his fault. Yeah. That wasn't his fault. He should have tried to miss it left. <laughs> well, he should have tried to miss it left, and it probably would have went in. But um, Aaron Sipos, or Sipos, however you pronounce it. Sipos. Sipos. I is, keep hearing this guy has a phenomenal leg. He's got, he's a great athlete. I mean, he did run down um, on that block to kick to save a touchdown, but he can't punt. His his leg's not the problem. Yeah, his, he kicks it plenty far. No touch whatsoever. Um, I don't care but, how strong the leg you have. If you can't pin him, you know, if you can't punt from the fifty and pin them within the twenty, I mean, that's how many times is he going to to kick the ball in the end zone? How many times? And by the way, Jeff, I blame the coach, uh, the, the special teams you know? coach. I don't kick know. it out of bounds. <laughs> You're the punt. Kick it out of bounds at the ten. What? And by the way. Almost every punter in the NFL nowadays has knows how to kick with backspin. Why doesn't he kick with backspin? It would be perfect every time. He kicks it with topspin. He kicks it and hits it like the, the eight-yard line, and it flies back into the end zone. Teach your punter how to punt. Or just kick it out of bounds. I, I don't know. I think I'm just going to put on Sipos for being a bad punter. Uh, he did have one nice punt, and unfortunately our coverage was horrible there. Yeah. Um, but other than that, he's been he's been awful. I don't know. you got to tell your guy to kick it out of bounds if he can't if he can't get it with topspin. I'm sorry. If it keeps happening and you know it, just kick it out of bounds. Who can't get it at the 15? We keep giving, giving them free yards. So I think we're the worst team in the league, at least going into the game, at field position because of the special teams. The worst in the league. It's pretty amazing how well our offense has played considering that. Um, other than that, you know, special teams, whatever. So... I'm riding Michael Clay on this one. <laughs> All right. And and I will say this. In the past, I know, I feel like I always bring up Chip Kelly, but he, Chip Kelly, invested in special teams more than any coach. I mean, we used to go out and sign free agents just to play special teams, like Chris Maragos, Brian Brayman, like great special teams players, great punters, Donnie Jones we brought Donnie in. Donnie Jones is great. And it seems like Howie has, and maybe Sirianni have, They've really ignored special teams. I mean, we knew Sipos wasn't that good, and we didn't even bring in a rookie to compete with him. We didn't sign really anybody to be a, a punt returner or kick returner. Um, it's just interesting to note. That's the one thing that they've just kind of ignored. Yeah, I don't know. If to the new gonna, linebacker. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're going to make any change to that during the season. I don't think so with punter. No, you can't with punter. Um, especially he's if he's holding, holding the snap. Yeah, he's holding the snap. So... Um, but maybe he'll bring in a punter kick returner because, you know, it's unfortunate, but this uh, Covey, what's his name? Yeah, Covey. He's not, he's not it. No, he's not. He actually had a couple of decent kick returns, but he can't. I mean, I'm glad he didn't actually field any punts, and I was, I was happy because it was raining. I was like, don't muff a punt. Just let it go. I don't, I don't even care. You're not going to get any yards out of the kickoffs, he did come out of the end zone when I thought he should Oh, yeah, he should have. He only got back to the 20, so he cost us five yards. Yeah, that is true. He did it, which, again, is on the coach, though. Tell your guys, never come out of the end zone. It never, it's never a good thing. No. You're, gonna, you're just going to lose yards. So I'm riding the coach. I don't care. You, you can absolve him from blame. <laughs> I'm not. I'm putting, special teams to me is coaching. Uh, but whatever. All right, let's get to our uh, superlatives. All right, swoop superlatives. Um, so MVP, LVP, and it's going to be a tough one today, but 
Jeff, go for it. All right, for my MVP, I'm going to go a lot of guys to choose from again. But I'm going to go Hassan Reddick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Philly loves Hassan. Temple guy, we love Hassan. Um, just getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands. Just pressuring Lawrence all game. I think he leads the NFL in um, uh, strip sacks. He does. Uh, so, you know, the first few weeks we weren't sure what was going on with him. And clearly it was just a little roster or give it to New team, new, new, new team. Scheme. Yeah, so he's been phenomenal these past few weeks. And he's my MVP of the day. I yeah I, I can't disagree with that. Um, I mean three strip sacks is huge. I mean that's that's game changing. So good for Hassan Raddick, Temple legend, Philly guy. You, you know you can't be more happy for a guy than that. So that's that's great to say. So for me, my MVP will be Miles Sanders. Then sure uh, I got to give it to Miles because you know people really doubted him, and I never really understood. I never understood it. I mean, he's been a good running back. His only big issues in the NFL is he hasn't been able to stay healthy, which isn't really his fault. I mean, he's a running back. It's hard to stay healthy. And he had uh, the best game of his career. So I was very happy for Miles Sanders. Uh, By the way, Jeff, this is what I wanted to say. Are we going to have another NFL Player of the Week with Hassan Reddick? Because we've had one every week so far, and we've had the Player of the Month in Hurts. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about, you know, the games that happened yesterday, and it could be Hassan. I mean, it two forced fumbles and two fumble recoveries. Yeah. I mean, Sanders is a candidate for offensive, you know, player too. So. Yeah, he's a candidate, but there's there's a couple other yeah, players that put up guys ball out. But, you know, Sanders had a great game. He also had two catches for uh, yeah. like 20-something yards. So you're like 150 yards of offense and two touchdowns. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. So I think this could be the fourth week in a row. We have a, we had a special teams player of the week with Zach McPherson week one, and then uh, you know, we've had a, a bunch of Darius Slay, Brandon Graham. I think it's Hassan Raddick's turn, which is amazing. I mean, that just shows you how good this team is. Mm-hmm. And Honestly, it's, like it's multiple guys. It's, like, it's, a, it's a different guy. Devontae Smith week. got robbed, too, the other week. Oh, he was... he was Against the Commanders. He he got robbed. He should have been Offensive Player of the Week. So, it is, it's great to see. It really is. This team has me pumped and ready to go. All right, LVP. LVP, you want me to start? Yeah, go for it. All right, well, you know. This is going to be a tough one. Yeah, it's another tough one because the Eagles are playing so well. And, you know, I wouldn't go sit boss, but I went sit boss last week. So, yeah. you know what? I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence. Nice. Okay, let's go. Let's go. go. Trevor Lawrence, you know. He, I think he's a very good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But the Eagles just made him look foolish out there. I mean, you can't fumble the ball four times. You can't throw an interception. You're not going to win. Um, so, I, I put a lot of the, uh, their loss on the way Trevor Lawrence played. But, you know, that's credit to our defense. Yeah. Um, you know, the Eagles defense just making these quarterbacks look like losers. So, for that reason, totally LVP. Totally. Uh, I, and, again, he fumbled, like, two times on his own. So, he he definitely is deserving of the LVP. Again, I, all things equal, what won us the game is we had the better quarterback. Let's be honest here. If they don't have five – he had five turnovers. If they don't have five tur- – we had one. Hertz had one. Okay, if it's reversed, we lose the game. Even if it's he only has one and we have two, we probably lose the game going down 14-0 quick. So I, I totally agree with that. Oh, my gosh, my LVP. It's, like, hard to pick from. Uh, I'm going to pick – I'll pick Josiah Scott. I kind of feel bad for him because he, he was He's the one – into a tough situation. He's trying to do – who else am I going to pick? I, I – you know, I'm not going to pick Sipos. We've already bullied him enough. I already picked Michael Clay a couple weeks ago. So I'm going to pick, 
Josiah Scott because he was the only one that let up a couple big plays. Again, not even really his fault. And the thing is, I said with the LVP, I might pick announcers in the future, but I don't even pay attention to the announcers when the Eagles are winning. I feel like I only pay attention to the announcers <laughs> when they're losing. Yeah. And I don't even listen to them. So I can't pick an announcer. I thought the refs, I mean, they had the one bad call, but whatever. Uh, so I got to go. I got to go Josiah Scott. Unfortunately, I didn't even think he played that bad. Uh, so we'll whatever. See, we'll He's see how he played he, this week with a uh, full practice with the guys. Yeah, well, hopefully Maddox is back. But I guess, am I missing anybody? No, I mean, we're 4-0. I mean, every game we've played so well on both yeah. sides of the ball. And I, special teams. I don't want to repeat, you know, repeat guys over and over. So All right. whatever. We'll go with that. All right, let's go, let's go around the NFL real fast before we get into uh, the matchup against the Cardinals. What a crazy, crazy start to the NFL season. It's crazy. crazy. So we're, we're recording this on a Monday, so we have a big NFC divisional game tonight with the Rams and 49ers. Um, I don't really care what happens in that game. I mean, both teams are not playing well to start the year. Um, I think they'll both wind up in the playoffs. I don't think it's guaranteed. I don't know about that. The 49ers will. I think the Rams will. I think if the 49ers lose today... And that's why I'm rooting for the Rams because whatever they'll they're probably going to make the playoffs no matter what, um, and their division's actually looking kind of weak for the first time in years. I mean, if the 49ers go down one three, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if look at look at Kyle though. Shanahan's record. I mean, he ha- doesn't have consecutive winning seasons. It's going to be another year of that. Yeah. I'm gonna I'll put that down. I I hope the 49ers lose today. Knock them out. That's fine with me. All right. So then we had uh, the first game of the day was in London. The Vikings, <laughs> came, the Vikings came back to beat the Saints, and thank great goodness. news for the Eagles because right now, if the season ended today, we would have the number three pick in the NFL draft, Howie Roseman. Of Howie the Goat Roseman, so a magician. Yeah. So um, and so now the Vikings are three and one, and you know that that win against them is looking. Even better. Yeah, we played. Yeah, yeah. We've been saying. Well, I mean, we played them and we played the Saints later, too. So this is it's shaping up well for the Eagles. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I think the Vikings are good. I think we just made them look really bad because our defense is so good. But um, Justin Jefferson went off yesterday after having um, a couple two, bad games. two pretty lousy weeks. But uh, No, Vikings are probably going to make the playoffs. I mean. Yeah, I think, I think they can win that division. So uh, then the other game, uh, Packers beat the Patriots in overtime. It was in Lambeau, Joe. And they. The Patriots won their third-string quarterback. Brian Hoyer got hurt yeah. during the game, and they only won by three. I mean, yeah, they probably should have lost the game. To be honest, they they played. They did not play well. The Packers have not looked good, and we kind of, we said this in earlier podcasts. Again, we never want to doubt Rodgers. The Packers always kind of start slow, but they have no receivers. No. They got no receivers at all. I mean, it's gonna. I don't know. I mean, they have the two running backs, but I don't know how Every far team's that got decent running backs. And they have a really good defense, but um, I'm not scared of them. I know they're 3-1, and one, but um, that team doesn't put the fear of God into me. But Bill Belichick's 1-3. you got to love that a little yeah. bit. I mean, I wanted him to beat the Packers, but... Yeah, I think the Pats... It's a nice consolation prize. Yeah. So then uh, on Sunday night, the Chiefs put up 41 against that, you know, Buccaneers defense I keep hearing about, and, you know, Bucks are 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, Bucks are two They're and not two. Looking like a powerhouse. I mean, you don't want to, you know, ever count out Brady. Um, he usually makes you look stupid in the end, but I don't think the Buccaneers are yeah, get, what they were last year or the year before. Again, as Eagles fans, I mean, I'm happy with these other teams that they're not playing that well. I mean, again, we're never going to doubt these quarterbacks, but they're not playing well, and that's I'm not upset about that. And we can just put this down on record. The Eagles not only have the best record in the league, 
Right now, they're playing like the best team in the NFC, period. Yeah, with the eye test and, yeah, the record. Period. Up. Yep. Now let's talk about our division. Um, yeah, this is um, this is this is crazy. The Gi- I guess the NFC East is just the best division in football now. The Giants beat the Bears, and that puts them at three and one now. Are, yeah. Do you think they're legit? Oh, absolutely not. I think the Giants are god awful. Oh, uh, good for their coaching staff. I haven't like watched too many of their games, but name me one player on their offense other than Saquon Barkley and Daniel. Daniel no Jones. good quarterback Jones. Yeah, I mean Kadarius Tony. He doesn't even play. Slayton. Yeah, I mean, Darius Slayton. No, none of them play. Yeah, oh, I, I totally agree with you. I, the, I Sterling Shepard tore his ACL. He's done for the year. Yeah, I, the Giants are 3 1 right now, but that team is going to fold. They I, are no good. They're no good. They're, they're, they, have, they have no talent. They, I guess their coaching's good. I mean, they played the Panthers, who are awful, and they played the Bears, who are awful. Awful. Yeah, Bears are easily a bottom five team. I think just well, it's hard to judge Justin. No, no, he I, stinks. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't think he's very good, but you know, he also doesn't have uh, too many guys. That no, he's him, but he's. Terrible. I think the Bears. Are, I, I'm I'm fine with saying. It. I think Justin the Bears are going to be the worst team in the league record wise. Uh, so this is actually a good thing. I'm glad the Giants keep winning because they need a quarterback. There's a lot of bad teams that need quarterbacks. We're going to have a better pick than them at this rate with the Saints pick. So, like, we could trade our pick to a team that needs a quarterback. The Giants are going to be stuck with Daniel Jones. This is great. Let them. I wish they would have beat the Cowboys last week, and they could be 4-0-2. I'm okay with that because they have no talent. They don't. We're gonna we're gonna smack them when we play. I think we're gonna. Yeah, we no, usually we, own the Giants. Yeah. we're gonna especially own them this year. I don't care what their record. Although Giants Eagles games are always crazy and weird and close, and I feel like we always win last second. Them. But we own that. But forget about the history. This Eagles team is so much better than that Giants team. I'll say it, and I'll eat it if we lose. <laughs> this Giants team stinks. <laughs> they stink. I, I totally agree. Three and one. It's the most fraudulent three and one team. The I've only seen. worst team I can think of is the Washington Commanders. They stink. <laughs> well, they just played the Cowboys, and the Cowboys just improved to three and one. I guess with Cooper Rush. With Cooper Rush, who is undefeated this year. Um, is there a quarterback controversy in uh, Dallas, Joe? Cooper Rush, I think, with the Cowboys is four and zero going back to last season, which I think was a record for them. Uh, for the Cowboys, a, a quarterback being 4-0 and in their career with them, or to start their career. No, I don't think there's a quarterback controversy, but the Cowboys are they're a legit team. They're a good team. They're a talented team. And in this NFC that is just hot garbage, this <laughs> NFC is the worst I've ever seen it. It is terrible. In fact, we talked about the AFC being a powerhouse the NFC is not looking that good. I mean, I thought Denver was going to be good. They stink. <laughs> I thought uh, Las Vegas was going to be good. They are hot garbage, and they just beat the Denver Broncos. Thank the Lord we didn't trade for Russell Wilson. Thank, thank the Lord. We should all be sending thank you notes to Howie for that because all we heard on the radio for months was the Eagles have to trade for either Russell Wilson or the Cleveland quarterback. I know we talked about it last week, but I'm going to go on a rant again. Okay? These WIP goons, these clowns, all offseason I heard, not I don't think Jalen Hurts is good enough. They said Jalen Hurts will never be good. He's got no arm. He can't read a defense. And we need Russell Wilson. We need Deshaun Watson. I'll say his name. And these guys are idiots. And this is why you got to listen to us. Because honestly, I mean... 
Yes, they are hot take, you know, whatever. I think they believe it, to be honest. I think they're stupid. I mean, I, not all of them, but yeah, you, the I, people, the guys you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, a lot of the guys don't believe Johnny Marks. Saying. I'll say his name. <laughs> oh, we're name dropping now. I messaged him on Twitter. I let him know he's an idiot, and he responded, you're right, Joe. I'm an idiot. Well, listen, these guys are all going to backtrack. They're not going to They're not going to admit that they were all... You know, talking about bringing in Russell Wilson, giving him, you know, $250 million. I want to give him a dime, okay, Joe? No, WIV's tweeting, we love Jalen Hurst. Yeah. Get the heck out of yeah, here. Yeah, where were you guys last year? Um, yeah, give me a... Miss me with that. Um, All right, so... Uh, but, the, but, but the Cowboys... Carson Wentz, is it, one. is it time to bench him? Carson Wentz. Uh, who's their backup? Is it, Who cares? Is it Henny? Hennessy? No, 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 no. Uh, they have Taylor Heineke. Heineke, Heineke. But they, they drafted the guy Sam Howell out of UNC. He oh, was Sam actually Howell. a good quarterback. Okay. Carson. I think Wentz is going to get benched eventually. I, I've i been saying it for years. I think he stinks. He I stinks. think he's one of the five worst starting quarterbacks, three worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Um, Command- I, yeah. I think he gets benched by like week six because the commanders are awful. They, they had that week one win against the Jags, but... We talked about this before. Week one is so fluky. If you can get a win, good for you. They almost won. They, and they Carson Wentz almost blew that game but with, with interceptions. But All right, so the Cowboys, I still think they're a legit team. I think they're a playoff team. Uh, they're definitely a playoff team. Yeah. And their schedule is so easy that we we really need to beat them in our divisional games. Because they're going to... two weeks. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, just quickly, it looks like the Colts are terrible and they're on our schedule so, I mean, they're one and three, or they're, I don't know, one, two, and one with a tie. Matt Ryan's cooked. Put in Nick Foles. I said it last Ryan week. Ryan Wright might get fired. I, oh, yeah. We, we, we brought this up before. Um, we played the Steelers. Steelers lose again. Chargers, the Texans almost made a comeback yep. against them. They're a pretender team because their coach stinks. Uh, Brandon Staley, Nick yeah, Sirianni. There's the, the flashy team with you know the high profile players. Well, they they're, they're they, not, you know, they got a lot of injuries. I will say that they the Chargers always get hurt. Nick Sirianni, much better coach than Brandon Staley. Uh, again, uh, Panthers are hot garbage. I love you, Matt Rule. Please go back to college <laughs> and let's talk about the Cardinals. Unless there's something else you want to talk about. No, this. let's get in. the Cardinals just beat the Panthers, um, and we played them this week. So you know, happy to see them win. Um, I think the Cardinals are hot garbage. They almost um, lost the game. It was a pretty close. It game, was a actually. close game. Um, yeah, I mean, Kyle, Baker Mayfield I, lost the game. He threw two interceptions. Yeah, well, Baker's just you could put me out there, and I do just as you know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I've never been a Kyler fan. Uh, I actually think he's going to be a pretty good test for the defensive line this week, you know, because he got a mobile quarterback. He can extend plays. And, you know, good test for the secondary, too, because, you know, they're going to have to hold their coverages um, for probably longer than usual. But but you're uh, playing – they don't have Hopkins. Hopkins no. is suspended. So that is, thing. that is a huge help. They lost Christian Kirk. He's on the Jags now. So yeah. it's really like who is they, Kyler Murray throwing to? Zach Ertz? Well, they got well, they got Ertz and they got uh, Hollywood Brown, who's having a good year. He's a good receiver, uh, obviously fast. But yeah, my thing with the Cardinals, they got a, they, their offensive line is playing well. Um, obviously, you, you mentioned it. They got a mobile quarterback. Kyler Murray's talented. There's no doubt about that. He was the number one overall pick. He's a dual threat kind of guy. Um, you know, I put a tweet out there. A little controversial, but I said, you know, if Kyler Murray had Jalen Hurts' work ethic, he'd probably be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. A lot of Eagles fans agree with me. Some Cardinals fans didn't like it, but it's the it's the truth. It, the, the truth hurts sometimes. Uh, and <laughs> Is that a pun? It's a little bit of a pun. 
They didn't like, and, I, and some people are saying, "Oh, you're saying Hertz is better than Murray," and I'm not even saying that. I'm. I'm just, better. He's better. I, I I agree with you, but that wasn't even my point. My point is Kyler Murray. They had to put in his contract that he can't play video games and he has to study for. How embarrassing is that? T- what was it? I don't even know. Five hours a day, like. Yeah, he had to meet certain weekly hour requirements. I mean, that is just that's embarrassing. That's a, that's an organizational problem. That's a GM thing. Um, to just like embarrass your quarterback like that like make him attend you know film sessions but it says something about kyler murray clearly um you know they thought it was necessary because he's not putting in that kind of work yeah yeah the problem is you know we're going cross country um it's an away game which is never easy again they they got weapons they got talent by the way i mean it's funny we're playing Ertz the first week we played deuce staley the second week we played jalen rager the third week, we played Carson Wentz. The fourth, fourth week, we played Doug Peterson. This week, we play Zach Ertz. Next week, we play Jason Peters and the Cowboys. It's like all these Eagles... Le- well, not all of them were legends. Jalen Rager. But, you know, we play these high-profile former Eagles. Every game, it's kind of funny. It makes it interesting. Yeah, it's fun. We play Frank Reich later. We play, you know, A.J. Brown returns to the Titans. A lot, lot of uh, interesting storylines just to make it interesting, but... Listen, the Cardinals game, we're the better team. By uh, far. We're the focused team. I'm starting to not worry so much about this team being focused or the quote-unquote trap game, which I never really liked that term. A good team, they don't really have those trap games. And, again, the Cardinals, though, they're, they, they're talented, but I think the Eagles should win. I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to win fairly easily. Okay. Um, yeah, I, like I said before, I don't think the Cardinals are very good. And, um, you know. Weather's not going to be a problem. They play in a dome. No. So, you know, that will be nice to see Jalen uh, balling out again through the air. Um, yeah, I just think I just think we're loads more talented than them. And I think we're way better coached. Much but better coached the, team. Than the, the only problem would be injuries. If Mylod is out, say Amalu's out, Slay's out. If those th- and Maddox, if those four are out, I mean, that definitely hurts you. I mean, we have good depth, but... I mean, let's be honest. My lot of, I mean, those guys are some of our better. I mean, Slay's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. My um, Lada, who I think's actually been off to a little bit of a rocky start. You know, he's still an athletic beast, and and sure. you know, he's our left tackle. So maybe Dillard will be back though. I think he might be healthy. So just adds more depth to the offensive line. Yeah, that would be but great. We'll, but we'll see. Um, all right, Jeff, you got. Any gambling advice? Yeah, a little degenerate corner to finish off the show. Um, last week, I said on the podcast, I was going Bill's money line with, uh, I was going to tease down the lines a little bit. Now, I said this on a Monday. I didn't actually bet the lines, Joe, because I, I bet Sunday. I wait for some injuries. I wait for the weather. And DeAndre Swift and St. Brown were out, so I just completely abandoned ship on the lines. And I yeah. actually went with the Patriots. I combined the Pats and I combined the Bills, and it worked out. I had a very nice payday yesterday. So beautiful, three and one on the season. Listen, listen to this man. But I, I got two points that you just brought up. Sure, Detroit Lions. Everybody said before the season, Sirianni's too soft in training camp. Let's be like Dan Campbell. His whole team's injured. Now our team's injured, but because we were playing in the rain, his team's beat up from a tough training camp, and he's one and three. I'll take Nick Sirianni any day of the week. Of okay, course. I'll take him any day of the week. The last thing I wanted to talk about that I, I wanted to talk about but I forgot when we were going around the league. What a disgrace. The Miami Dolphins oh. are a disgrace. The NFL, let's be honest here. I mean, for them to let Tua play that game 
What a disgrace. I hope he's okay. Uh, that was a scary moment. But what, I mean, what a bad organization. Who, I mean, you're sending a player out there who is putting his life on the line at that point. Yep. And to let him play, the coaches should be ashamed. The ownership should be ashamed. What, I mean, I know the doctor, the independent doctor got fired, which he should have. Oh. I mean, it's unbelievable. That's an embarrassment. It is. It's pathetic. I mean, some things are more important than football, believe it or not. And, you know, one of those things is to his life. Um, so, you know, maybe when, you know, you see the week before, um, his knees buckle. It, it he fell like down. It looks like yeah. he's clearly concussed. You don't put him, you know, you know, you don't put him in four days later. Four days? Yeah, it was Thursday night. And by the way, I didn't see the, you know, the quote unquote back injury the week before. When I watched that video, I almost threw up in my mouth, Jeff. I mean, that was ridiculous. It was not a back injury. The guy couldn't walk straight. That was so... I could tell it was a concussion. I'm no doctor. I don't know if you are. I'm not. Not a medical doctor. Not a medical doctor. So, like, just absolutely a joke. And that's why the Eagles are a world-class organization. They do things the right way. Jeff Lurie runs things the right way. Um, so, do you got anything else? No, I mean, I could go off on enough, you know, for another <laughs> yeah, we could, 20 we... minutes. But I, I do want to say that the, the Dolphins coach and the presser afterwards took absolutely no... You know, he said he would make that. He would do the same thing again. Put Tua in the game. Start the game. I didn't see that. That's yeah, a joke. It, it was it was terrible. That whole the coach, the GM, everyone should, should be, be fired. Yeah, should at least suspended. At least. But uh, the last thing I want to say is things are picking up for Sons of Swoop. Uh, we got over. You know, we're we're getting more and more followers every day. We got Twitter. We got Instagram. So again, thank you for listening. We we appreciate it. And yeah, we, Sportsman Twenty Six actually tweeted said he was. Couldn't wait for the week five pod to drop because he wanted to listen on his way to work. And we're just so happy that, you know, we have listeners that are looking forward to this uh, podcast dropping. Yeah, we're starting to, we're starting to get listeners. It is great. Um, so keep it up. We, we got some special stuff coming up. Don't, don't worry. We're not done. We're going to add more and more and more. But uh, so anyway, guys. Wait, thank- wait, wait, one more. Let me, let me just throw my bet for the people. You know, if they want to, you know, you know, tell me I'm three and one. Let's, let's go four and one. Let's make some money real fast. Eagles money line with. The da, 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 da. Bucks money line against the Falcons. I like it. They're not losing that game. I like it. I All like right. it. All right. So, again, thank you guys and fly, swoop, fly. See you next week.